You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM. This is The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Hamad Abdullah, writer at 5X Press, on his piece called In Seva of Indigenous People. Hamad, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I found this story very fascinating. How did it all come together? Yeah, so um, I knew about Satnam Sangera, like, uh, and I saw the video of uh, how indigenous communities uh, you know, at the Kwantlen First Nation, to be more specific, inaugurated the uh, Nigai Kirtan of uh, 2018 in Surrey. So that was like my starting point because um, I was just so fascinated by, you know, oh, we have this big religious event and it's being started and initiated and inaugurated by indigenous communities, right? So that got me started. And then, you know, after that, I got in contact with Khal Sarid and then. Um, eventually, I met Canadio, who was one of the indigenous people running uh, a downtown East Side Garden. So just like one interview leading to another, and that's how the article developed. Yeah, no, and I think that's what's really interesting is each of the people that you mentioned, they all really played a role in this. I want to talk more about the teacher, Sangra, okay, because he is doing really fascinating work. And in fact, he's really planning on taking his Punjabi students to First Nations community centers so that upcoming generations can develop relationships with indigenous communities. And I want to speak more. When you were speaking to this teacher, how important was it especially, you know, to make students aware of this history and their role? Uh, so um, uh, he started off by talking about his own childhood. He has he had grown up here. He's a second generation uh, Punjabi immigrant here in Canada, and he didn't know anything about indigenous communities. Right? It was only when he was, you know, in his uh, university days that he first uh, learned about it. Right? Um, and so that was something which uh, inspired him to to, to think about. This thing that, you know, right from our childhood, we need to know these things. We need to know whose land we are on. Um, so, yeah, as a, if you, if you uh, are um, aware of these things, if you are aware of indigenous communities, if you are aware of the colonial history of Canada, uh, when you are a child, um, it's, uh, it's easier. Like for our upcoming generation, we, we can have better, uh, more informed uh, Punjabi children. Exactly. And now I want to talk to you about Khalsa Aid. You spoke to Baljeet Lali. And what was Baljeet saying in terms of also the role that they play in, you know, knowing the history of indigenous people? Yeah, so uh, for Lali, personally, I, she was uh, very inspired by this idea of Seva, uh, which is a very specific uh, principle. Uh, and so it's, uh, and she was talking about how you know, what are the protocols involved when it comes to working with the indigenous communities? You know, there's a lot of history involved, and you uh, there's certain protocols that you have to follow. It's not like we can just, like, go to an indigenous community and, you know, give them and help them, like, that kind of a complex superiority complex. That doesn't work, right? So the first thing is building relationships, right? So uh, that, that was something that you mentioned, right, that how... First, the Khalsa, if they go to a community, they build relationships with them, they, um, they develop this relationship of trust, and then the indigenous communities themselves, they determine how they want uh, help if, if they need one, right? So that's like a kind of a protocol that uh, we have to be respectful of. 
Exactly. And in your article, too, and I want you to kind of go a bit more in depth, too, but the importance of seva for Indigenous communities. What did you mm-hmm. find there? Because I know that you were talking about um, Harjinth Gill's recent documentary, Sent Away Boys, and you kind of sort of drew, drew some parallels there. So can you talk a bit about that? Oh, yeah, the parallels. Yeah, of course. So, you know, I, I also work on the colonial history of Punjab um, as well. So I am aware of, and I myself, I am an international student. So I am, I grew up in Pakistan. So like, I'm aware of the conditions in Pakistan or India or Punjab, like the people are living in and like how they come here and under what conditions, like it's, um, they're left with no other choice, right? Everyone wants to come here, right? It's a big Canadian dream that you, uh, if you want to live, right? Uh, and so, you know, on the one hand, we have that whole immigrant um, context, right? And on the other hand, when you come here, you're not told the history of this place, right? And this place is like a, a cash <laughs> uh, cow for you. You come here, you earn a lot of money. And so, and on the other hand, you're not told that whose land we are on, right? Um, what's the context here, right? The indigenous context of this place. Like there's a colonial history in India, in, in, in South Asia and Punjab as well. And then there's also colonial history here in Canada, right? So we need to draw those connections as well, right? So we were also once colonized uh, as well in 1947. and uh, But here it's a settler colonialism. So, you know, we need to draw those connections uh, as well, right? Uh, our own personal experiences, and then also, you know, the experiences of indigenous communities in this uh, land. And Hamad, you know, one question that you asked in the article that I thought was so fascinating is you said, how is it then that our common historical ongoing struggles against a white colonial system have not brought us closer to indigenous communities? And why do you think that is the case? Yeah, to be honest, it's a, it's a difficult question to answer. Like, I have tried talking to people who were here in 70s, 80s. Uh, uh, so... Um, for me personally, it's, it's it's surprising because you know when you come here, like especially in seventies, eighties, and sixties, when you come here as a Punjabi immigrant, you would face a lot of discrimination, right? Uh, um, back then, things were not really very good, right? Uh, so, and then you know, you see what's happening with you and your community, Punjabi community, and then you see you know what's happening with indigenous communities, but it's it's actually surprising for me that, you know, why you're not able to draw those connections. But then some of the people I talked to, they said that, you know, how strong uh, the, you know, the how strong their stereotypes that they are fed when they uh, once come here against indigenous communities. And at that time, they didn't have those kind of critical tools to see, to, you know, to decolonize and to see through those stereotypes against in the indigenous communities. It's only now uh, that, you know, uh, a lot of uh, people are realizing this thing because of the media and also because schools are talking about it and everywhere, and also through after TRC report uh, and these kind of things. But back then, there, there were not like there was just not enough knowledge about uh, having that critical understanding of, of what is happening here. Exactly. The timing of this article is very good, Hamad, because I do feel we're having more and more of these conversations just about yeah. the history and the parallel. So thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care, Hamad.
Thank you so much for having me.